0: Okay, so our first message today, we brought to us by Mr. David Hope. It is entitled, Spiritual Wickedness in High Places. Thank you, John. Good afternoon, everyone. Good to see everybody here, and our visitors and, and people we haven't seen in a while. Yeah. we we'll to try to keep this a little bit short today if I can. Uh, you know, I'm pretty long-winded, but if I stand up too long, sometimes my foot and leg goes to sleep on me, and, and uh, but I didn't think it was bad enough to cancel out. I've already canceled twice this year for other things, so anyway, don't feel sorry for me. <laughs> I'm playing the violin today. Anyway, this is not intended to be a feel-good message, although I like feel-good messages. Uh, uh, but what... Precipitated this is really basically what a lot of was going on in the world right now, and it's really really difficult to get away from it. You're, you know, even if you quit watching the news and don't see anything, you don't uh, get on the computer and Facebook and all that. You may get stopped down, going down the road, you know, with a riot or something. You never know what's going to happen. Uh, it just seems like for the last several months. We've had a lot of violence, a lot of destruction, a lot of law-breaking that you would not believe people could get by with, breaking the law. Disrespect for personal property and private property. Shutting down, like I said, shutting down highways and streets. Riots all over the place. I never dreamed in my wildest imagination that it would be this way in in our country of America. Uh, Just this week here in America, Palestinians were attacking Jews. Right here in America, groups of Palestinians were attacking Jews, destroying the Jewish property, beating them up. And even somewhat a few months ago, and I think it's even carrying on now, some of the outdoor... Uh, eating places. People would come up and they'd say, are you Jew? And they'd start beating them up. They found out they were Jew. And uh, my opinion, you know, we're we're pretty close to the Jews in a sense, you know, compared to what a lot of other religious people. And we know religion is under attack in other places and it's getting worse and it's spreading our country even more so. And, uh, but we... We, since we're Sabbath keepers, that kind of makes us a little closer to the Jews, a little easier to hate. Uh, we do the holy days, which a lot of some Sabbath keepers don't do that, and that makes us a little closer to the Jews. So if they hate Jews, they're going to hate us too. Besides, they hate religion. And they, they don't want religion anywhere around. Murder and violent crimes have, are have escalated tremendously. I don't have the statistic before me right now but a lot of cities the murder rate and, and the violent crime and rape and things of this nature, nature has gone up tremendously and a lot of that is in the areas where they have defunding of the police and I cannot believe that you know let's just cut back the police departments because they're bad people. Like someone said, well, if you have a problem, somebody breaking in your house, will call a social worker. You know, they'll come and help you out. That's what they're wanting to do. They're wanting to use psychology on these people and and leaving the others, let the others go. So when I'm talking, I'm talking to myself as much as anything. I really wanted to give uh, another message on uh, a little more positive and you know, gardener mind and and uh, so this really going to help me anyway. But uh, we'll go to the uh, New Testament first of all, go to Hebrews, not Hebrews, uh, Ephesians the sixth chapter, and this is something that should be on everyone's mind since we covered uh, in a Bible study, what a six or seven week Bible study, which is very interesting, very profitable I think, but I'm just going to pick out a little bit here at the end of the Uh, Ephesians Ephesians 6 right now 10 through 12 finally brethren and we've heard this like I said many a time many many times finally brethren be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might the power of his might put on the whole armor of God and we've heard so many good messages about the armor of God and, and the analogies given on those Put on the our whole armor of God that you, you know, you and me, may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places, so if we take that, and some people they are either agnostic or or, or uh, uh, atheists altogether, they may not get anything out of this at all. But if you're a Christian, it kind of makes sense to realize, you know, average people will not act the way our country has gone. You know, our constitution, our laws, the things that we've done for the last two, or 300 years, you know and and for us to do and allow those kind of things to happen in our country, it, you know it has to be something other than uh, stupidity. It's principalities and powers, law breaking are e- lawbreakers in a lot of places, a lot of uh, cities in America are even protected. they protect. Some of the rioters, they, they put them in jail, they have to do a little bit of something. This was back before some of the police department uh, got handcuffed so bad that they can't do anything. But so at first, you know, in some of the cities, uh, some of the large cities, they were uh, locking them up anyway. Well, some of their high politicians were bailing them out. Some of the government officials in those areas were were bailing them out. So really they didn't get a penalty. Many times in the past, God pleaded with his people that his ways are good for them. We have gotten away from that. And, and, you know, we've talked about this. uh, Many of our men here have talked about this, uh, you know, especially the last six months, maybe a year, year and a half. Uh, go, we'll go briefly over to Deuteronomy 6 chapter, and and, and like I said, this, I didn't say it, but uh, this is a familiar uh, chapter also. I'm going to read uh, Deuteronomy 6, 1 through 9. Moses had already talked, I mean, was uh, God had been talking to Moses, the Israelites were afraid. They didn't like the noise that God was making up on the mountain. All that so they wanted Moses to be the emissary, to be the one talking. So God was telling Moses, "says Now these are the commandments and statutes and judgments which the Lord your God commanded to teach you, commanded to teach you that you might do them in the land wherein you go to possess it." And that happens. And that applies anywhere we are. That you may fear the lord your god to keep all his statutes and all of his commandments which i command you this commands you and your son not just you but your family your son and your son's son all the days of your life and that your days may be prolonged and he mentions or, uh, this phrase is mentioned a little bit even in the new testament we'll cover it briefly as we go And that your days may be long. Hear therefore, O Israel, and we can say Church of God, we can say America, we can say Europe, Australia, we can say anybody. Hear you, O Israel, and observe to do it that it may be well with you, and that you may increase mightily as the Lord your God, God of your fathers, has promised you. God keeps his promises. It's a two-way street. We have to keep our bargain. God has promised you in a land that flows with milk and honey. And, you know, we're, we have a lot more than milk and honey, even though some of the doctors don't want you to drink too much milk, you know, because it does something to you. It gives you calcium. <laughs> anyway, but they're finding out that was wrong. But anyway, milk and honey, we we are so far a very wealthy country, and the milk and honey is, is uh, symbolic of being wealthy and having plenty Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one one Lord, and you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, and with all your soul, and all your might. And I think the longer we're around uh, God's word and put it to test, I think it's easier and easier to love God and to realize, you know, as David said in some of his things, how good and wonderful God's law is. And these words which I command you this day shall be in your heart. So we have that and we develop that and we're getting that in our heart. And you shall teach them diligently to your children. And we're doing that now with our Bible studies of the children and for years parents in the churches of God have taught their children diligently and shall talk of them when you sit down in your house, and when you walk by the way, and when you lie down, and when you rise up. I don't know, my kids will tell you so many times, they probably got bored, you know. We'd be driving down the road, and they'd, we'd be bringing out biblical principles and things of this nature. And, and, uh, but, you know, we all were instructed on how to teach our children diligently, not just once in a while, not just on the Sabbath. We were to teach them diligently, even by our actions, and no better action, no better uh, example than a, a parent that maybe the clerk gives them a little too much money back at the counter, you know, by mistake, and and you know you give it back to them. That's a witness to the children, and they and that that stays with them. And you shall bind them for a sign upon your hand, and they shall be as a front list between your eyes and you shall write them upon the post of your house and upon your gates and so many places even people that aren't churches of God I've I've been in a lot of houses uh, in my business in the carpet cleaning that they'll have a little sign out on the front of it you know bless the bless this house or something they'll have some religious saying inside and uh, you know we, we still a lot of people will do that for the Uh, basically Christians for the most part will do that or maybe some Christian child will give it to their parents that's not (laughs) not a Christian, you know, for Christmas present or something you will give them something to remind them of God but uh, anyway, but it's not unusual for people in our country to to, uh, advertise God and I think even at one time uh, some of our people here had on their license plates out in the parking lot, you know uh, about God Saturday is still God's Sabbath or something but anyway we, we, we take that to heart Deuteronomy 6 17 and 18 I skipped a little bit in through here you shall as I said a while ago you shall diligently keep the commandments of the Lord your God and his testimonies and his statutes which he has commanded you Verse 18, and you shall do that which is right and good in the sight of the Lord, that it may be well with you. You know, we've even given messages on scripture after scripture, how, how much better off we are if we keep God's commandments and, and teach others to do that. That it may be well with you that you may go in and, and possess the land which the Lord your God swore to your fathers. There I mentioned a while ago even in the New Testament we have uh, some of the same principles Uh, Ephesians 6 again verse 1 through 3 breaking in children obey your parents in the Lord for this is right honor your father and your mother which is the first commandment with promise that it may be well with you and that you may live long on the earth how many times have we seen uh, and heard situations where children, maybe uh, teenagers or so that have slipped out in the middle of the night, you know to go somewhere to run around uh, you know doing things against their parents they're not they're not honoring their parents, and some of them have been murdered, some of them have been missing for years, and some of them have never been found. But had they honored their parents and done the things that they should have been doing, at least that particular situation wouldn't have happened. Not that they wouldn't die some other time, but it seems to me that God does make an overall statement. If a child honors their parents, that there is a, a hedge and a protection about them. Not that they won't die, because if that's if that was true in a hundred percent, even even my son, when he was twenty-one years old, wouldn't have been murdered. <laughs> you know, because he was an honorable person. He was a good cat. Hit, but uh, there are exceptions to the rules. But anyway, uh, uh, Ephesians says that. And mornings were not hated for the most part, you know. God, and there are so many scriptures like. Said you know we can take our concordance and our especially the computers that it's so easy to get scriptures and cross references and all that you know you can have scriptures running out each year you know you don't even have enough time to print them on your printer but uh, a lot of scriptures talk about uh, God warning Israel warning his people warning Judah and the same warning goes to basically the, the Gentiles and other people but for the most part. The warnings were not heeded. Now we we know of a very classic example of of Nineveh, you know Noah when he uh, Noah Jonah when he came off the uh, uh, got got swallowed with a great fish and he came up and and he talked about uh, Nineveh was going to be destroyed in so many days and and Nineveh actually repented. So we we have some major examples that God does keep His promise. Jeremiah seven twenty two through twenty eight. Here's one example of, of, of Jeremiah. For I spoke not unto your fathers, God talking. I spoke not to your fathers, nor commanded them in the day that I brought them out of the land of Egypt concerning burnt offerings or sacrifices. So you know, when we came out, we didn't we didn't even talk about sacrifices and all that. And, and we realized from the scriptures that was added because of their transgression. But but this thing commanded I them, saying, Obey my voice, and I will be your God. And you shall be my people, and walk you in all my ways that I have commanded you, that it may be well with you. So many places it says, You are really better off if you keep God's laws, and His commandments, and His judgments, and practice them the best you can. Verse 24, But they hearken not nor inclined their ear but walked in the counsels and images or imaginations of their evil heart and so many scriptures we can talk about too that that talks about the evil heart what people think about continually and and as a heart thinketh so is he you know whatever you think about you'll end up doing it and I gave a message here a while back if we give just a little inkling of, of thinking maybe a good thought about doing a particular sin that we're working on if we don't control that, we will do it. We, in some cases. But uh, anyway, the imagination of their heart. They are okay. Verse twenty-five. Since that day, since the day of your fathers came forth out of the land of Egypt, and to this day, I have even s- sent unto you my servants the prophets, daily rising up early and sending them. And how many times even in our country do we have... I don't, don't know if you call them popish, but some people might try to say they are. But, you know, some of the religious preachers are, are are warning people. Even we, as the churches of God, for years have warned our country and, and the, uh, other countries and other languages what's going to happen. God said, this will happen. You know, we're talking about the blessings and cursings over at Bilorodami and over in there. That if you do this, good things are going to happen If you do the other, bad things are going to happen But anyway, God For years and years All down through history Has, has uh, warned the people Yet they hearken not unto me Nor incline their ear But hardened their neck They did worse than their fathers You know, we're doing uh, the, I think the younger generation Is doing worse than what we did you know, I thought we were bad, but uh, they—they did worse than their fathers, and I guess we probably did worse than our fathers. Verse twenty-seven. Therefore, you shall speak all these words unto them, but they will harden, or they will not hearken unto you. You shall also call to them, but they will not answer you. But you shall say unto them, This is a nation that obeys not the voice of the lord their god nor receive correction truth is perished and is cut out cut off from their mouth so i really frankly don't think that the people of this world today will hearken to the warnings i don't think they will what i see in the scripture I'm not saying that we shouldn't warn them because we we should. I think you know we're going to do everything in our power, and as we've mentioned another times, you know we even subtly try to dig, slip in a little dig somewhere. You know, well if they if these people would do that, Ken would making a comment. I've mentioned once, when he was on a job and and uh, they were talking about uh, the California being on fire and. Uh, uh, the guy, I guess, didn't understand what was going on, and Ken come right out and told him he did, not I don't think he slipped it in sideways. He just come right out with a dagger, and and, uh, and and I think the guy said, uh, and Ken may have to correct me later on this, but in essence, uh, the guy said he didn't understand what, or he thought somebody was setting them. Ken said, "Yeah, oh God, am I half right on that?" Anyway, but. Uh, but God allowed that, and, and you know, certain parts of our country have been on fire for years, and even out where my daughters live now in uh, uh, California, they're uh, up into their second decade now of drought, and that's really bad, and there's a beautiful lake on the way out there when we travel, and we go out to San Francisco, Sat- <laughs> excuse me, we'll fly a lot of times into Sacramento and and... Uh, either have someone to pick us up there or we'll rent a car and we'll drive across the mountain, you know, highway from Highway 5 all the way over to Highway 101, and there's a beautiful lake over there. Um, um, what is it? Uh, Ukiah? What is it? Mendocino Lake. Beautiful lake, but you know, it's almost like a pond. And one, one time here about three years ago, I think he had a decent amount of water in there, but my daughter said, "You know, it's it's really down again. You know, it's a shame. It's a really a shame that um, and the people will not heed. They will not go along with it. And what I've seen in scriptures, uh, they won't. Uh, see where I'm going to jump up to? Um, not jump over, but." Uh, Matthew 24, and and I've read the the whole chapter so many times, and I've given messages, and many of you have too, so most of you probably know this by by heart, but I'm just going to pick, uh, get into a couple of scriptures that will kind of go along with what I'm saying. Matthew 24, verse 21 through 22. Well then... You know they'd already asked Jesus when when shall be the sign of your coming and all of that and and he's talking about the wars rumors of war blah, blah 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 and all that and verse twenty one for then shall be great tribulation such as was not since the beginning of the world to this time nor ever shall be and I've mentioned this and I put a lot of emphasis on that I just can't can't conceive things being worse than it's ever been but there's going to be a time coming before Jesus comes back, that it's going to be worse than it's ever been before. And except those days should be shortened, there should no flesh be saved. But for your sake, for the elect's sake, those days shall be shortened. So if it weren't for God's people, nobody's going to heed. And the punishment's going to come anyway, but God is going to cut it short simply for the lake's sake that's what Jesus says now back down to or back over to Ephesians the 6th chapter and I'm going to start just a little bit where I was a while ago and go through it and read finally uh, Ephesians 6 verse 10 finally my brethren be strong in the Lord I mentioned that a while ago and in the power of his might Put on the whole armor. And we've had some very, very good messages on that. And I've suggested, you know, you get on the uh, computer and go back into the archives of the Tulsa Church of God and some of the messages uh, really, really, really were good. They weren't mine, but there were some of them that that were on there and talking about situations like this. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of devil. We mentioned a while ago. For read this, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood. And I have to remember that and I have to tell my wife that and then once in a while she tells me, David, cool down. It's not just this party, it's not that thing, it's not this political organization, it's not the human beings that's doing that. This is the 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 power of these demons, power of demons running the world right now flesh and blood but against principalities and powers against rulers of the darkness of this world against spiritual wickedness in high places and we can go on about what the laws there are passing and have passed and uh, you know the wickedness that they have done that they are continuing to do and like I said uh, a while ago this is not a feel good sermon but Wherefore take unto you the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. Stand therefore having your loins girt girt about with truth. Having known the breastplate of righteousness and and remember all the things some of our men, men have already mentioned about these things. Just beautiful analogies that they gave. And your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all things, take the shield of faith. And boy, do we ever have to have that. Wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts. And there's fiery darts everywhere, every angle. Coming at us that we wouldn't even suspect, and, and uh, you know, I might even say something to one of you that, that offends you, uh, and I'll blame it on the fiery dart of the devil or something, but, but it could happen. Take the helmet helmet of salvation, the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit and watching therefore with all perseverance and supplications for all saints so in conclusion we're not in a battle of just human beings but against powerful demons with much experience these demons have been around for a long time So we must fight against these battles with spiritual tools supplied by God.